Nurses, members of the Nurse Keith Nation frequently reach out to me asking for advice about how to launch a business. So let's answer some of the most common questions I receive about nurse entrepreneurship right here on episode 148 of the Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction, whether you're tuning in for the very first time or you've been listening for months or years. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, Hop on over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 148, and you can read along. Anyway, I am so happy that you're here, and let's jump into the studio and dig right into today's topic. Folks, as I said in the introduction, a lot of nurses reach out to me because they're getting very excited about this notion of nurse entrepreneurship. Nurses in business are basically exploding. We're on fire in the early 21st century. So I am really focusing on this for this podcast because people have reached out to me and asked me to do so. I published a long-form blog post on my blog, Digital Doorway, back on February 19th, 2018. You can go to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 148 and find a link to that original blog post if you want to see all of the dirty details. Now, a lot of people come to me and they first want to know, what's a business? So they have an idea about, you know, accountants or people who own storefronts or people who sell insurance or something like that, or someone who opens a store, but they want to know what it means to be a nurse business owner, a nurse entrepreneur, because face it, nobody, almost nobody talks about this in nursing school, God forbid. And a lot of nurses don't even realize that it is a viable thing for them to do in the course of their careers. So the first thing to realize is what a business actually is. And what it means is this. You have the solution to a problem that people have, and they are willing to pay you for that product or service that solves their problem, period. That is what a business is. You know, back in the days of cavemen or cavewomen, you might have a caveman who knows how to carve a bone to a really fine point so that it can be used for hunting or for spearing meat. You have a cave woman who knows how to start a fire. You have another cave woman or caveman who knows how to cure a skin, and that skin can be used as bedding or to keep warm at night. So back in those days, and maybe not even that long ago, you had people who had skills or products and they traded, they bartered. So one deerskin for one sharp bone that can be used for spearing meat. Fast forward to the 21st century, sure, there are people who barter. I still barter with certain people, my services for their services. That happens all the time. But generally, we exchange money because we need money to be able to pay for things, to pay our rent, to pay our mortgage, to pay our bills, to buy food, etc. We can't barter for everything. So, 
As a person, a nurse who wants to earn extra money through having a business, you need to come up with the solution to a problem that someone is having. So if you want to have a nurse-run business, one of the things you first need to do is find a problem that you have a solution for and then offer it to the people who appear to have the money and the desire to pay you to solve that problem for them. You can also reverse engineer this. You can first find a problem that people are having and then create the solution for them. That can happen. That can be done. There is a website called Nurseborn, and it is a website that supports nurses who are inventors, nurses who have created things. Like the nurse who created Nurseborn actually had her flagship product. It's something called the Koala Clip. And the Koala Clip is basically a holster for a stethoscope. So rather than putting your stethoscope around your neck, which some people find bothersome and actually causes them neck trouble, they can actually hook it to this Koala Clip on their belt and carry their stethoscope around that way. It's like a little holster. It's a brilliant thing. It's a problem that this person figured out was there, created a product, and now people have realized that, wow, that's a great solution to that problem. You can also do, like I said in the blog post, do what Apple did, which is actually a little more difficult, which is basically creating a solution to a problem that people don't even know they have yet. So back in the day, did we know we needed an iPad? Did we know we needed an iPod or an iPhone or a personal computer? No. They actually saw that there was a potential market for it. They created the products and then convinced us that we couldn't live without them. That is brilliant, my friends. I don't recommend you try that first. I recommend you find a problem that already exists and create a product or service to solve it. But if you see a problem that you think you can solve and people will pay you for it, go for it. But I recommend starting with something you've identified first rather than doing what Apple did, which is creating something out of thin air. Now, one of the next questions that comes up, once you've actually created the solution, you have a product or a service, is how do I get my business ducks in a row? Because if you think about it, there is a lot that goes into having a business. And if you think about everything that might need to be done along the way, you might never get started because it is totally overwhelming. But if you have your solution and you've identified the problem in the target audience, the next step is actually taking your idea and making a viable business out of it so that you can actually earn money. So you might have loads of free time. You might have a lot of extra energy to figure out everything by yourself, but generally you're going to need help getting all your ducks in a row. And we're going to talk about where to turn for help in a few minutes. But first, one of the first things that comes up is how do I decide on a business structure? Nurses come to me and say, I don't know whether to have a DBA, a sole proprietorship, an LLC, an S Corp, a J Corp, a whatever corp. And you know what? I don't know either. I went to a professional who could help me figure that out, file the papers with the state of New Mexico, get my national employee identification number, and get started. So you're going to need help figuring out a business structure. That is a very important thing. Sole proprietorship is definitely the simplest way 
to go about getting started. Then you need to decide, are you going to have business partners? How are you going to create an appropriate financial and legal agreement between you and your partners so that down the road, things don't get murky and you know where everybody stands legally and financially and otherwise? Speaking of plans and agreements, the next thing is a business plan. Now, there are very old-fashioned business plans that are like 5 million pages. There's a lot of stripped-down versions of that, and I recommend that. Don't get into this really old-fashioned way of designing a business plan that's going to take you like a year to put together. Find someone who will help you create a really streamlined business plan that's going to help get you launched and off the ground, and you can amend it and update it as you move along. Now, one of the other things that comes up is the financial part. You need to set financial goals. You need to have a budget. You need a bookkeeping system, opening business bank accounts, obtaining lines of credit. All these different things need to happen. And again, you're going to need to turn to experts to figure out how to make all of that move and how to make it actually work all together. Now, remember at the beginning of the show, I mentioned like having an actual storefront Well, if you're opening, let's say, a nursing facility or a home health agency, you're going to need a building. You're going to need an actual storefront. But for many of you, you might want to follow the path that I've taken. I work for my pajamas right from my living room. I'm not wearing pajamas right now, but, you know, sometimes I do when I'm working. So, It depends what kind of business you have. Certain types of businesses won't be able to function without a real physical public space. Now, it's much, much easier and much less overhead if you just work out of your home, but it all depends on the form of business, of course, that you're seeking to create. Speaking of creation, this is where the creativity comes in. Every single business on earth at this point generally speaking, needs a website and you're going to need social media accounts and you're probably going to need some sort of printed promotional materials. And then you're going to have to learn how to market using social media, blog posts, articles, podcasts, videos, etc. So there's a lot of those more creative pieces that you're going to have to put together. For some of us, that stuff's really easy. And for others of us, that's the really hard part. So the hard parts are where you're going to turn to other people for help. You know, if you're going to have to track your clients, track sales, pay taxes and all that kind of stuff, advertise, network with other businesses and people, those are the things that you need to put together so that you literally and figuratively have your ducks in a row for your business. So there's really no shortage of things you're going to have to do, and you're not going to be able to do all of them alone, and you're going to turn to people for support. So one thing I recommend is you reach out to people like me. Reach out to coaches, business coaches, people who have certain types of expertise. Now, Most of you probably live in a town or a city or at least a region where you're going to be able to find a small business administration or maybe a small business incubator. And those incubators and small business administrations are generally chock full of 
mentors and leaders and people who are there to support and help you. You might be able to have a mentor assigned to you, someone who's owned a business in the past who's now retired and volunteers to help people like you get a business off the ground. So you can seek out people like that. You can also join organizations like the National Nurses and Business Association, which I've talked about many, many times. I'll be at their conference again this October in Las Vegas, Nevada. And those are the types of people whose brains you can pick, who you can lean on their genius and their experience and skills and expertise and knowledge and history to be able to glean from their experience and use that for your own success. Another place to look for support, other than people like me and people at the Small Business Administration or the NNBA, is Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Yes, there are groups of entrepreneurs and specifically nurse entrepreneurs out there who can help you, who can guide you, who can just talk to you about the problems you're having, and you may find that a lot of people are facing the same challenges and can help you overcome the challenges you're having. So whether you're going to get a volunteer helper from the Small Business Administration, or you're going to hire a coach or hire a bookkeeper or an accountant or a web designer or a social media manager, there are loads of ways to get the support you need. You know. Tim, the amazing person who edits this podcast, I originally found him, I believe, on Upwork.com, which used to be called Odesk. It's a great place to find skilled people who can help you do the things that you don't know how to do. Another place is Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. That's another place where you can go where people are putting up advertisements for gigs that they are able to fulfill, or you can advertise for who you want. There's plenty of places to go to find the support you need, whether temporarily or like Tim or Mark, the guy who does my social media management for me, over the very long term. So some of these people you hire might end up working with you for months or years to come. And there's lots of great people out there just waiting to help you. You see, they have a business. They have a product or service that fulfills a problem you're having, just like you're trying to come up with a business idea so that you can solve problems for other people and they're going to pay you for the solutions that you have to their problems. It's all this give and take. It's all this movement of energy and barter and money and resources and services and products. And you, my friends, you, the nurse, can jump right into that game. So a lot of the nurses who reach out to me want to know whether they should just quit their job and start a full-time gig as an entrepreneur, or if they should have a little bit of a side hustle. And, you know, you don't really have to decide right away. You can just start doing the exploration and the assessment part to figure out whether you're going to quit your J-O-B or whether you're going to keep your job for quite some time as you get launched. Now, it took me seven years of a runway 
to start my business and then eventually quit my last J-O-B and become 100% self-employed. Seven years. Now, it doesn't have to take you seven years. I'm a little risk averse, so I really took my time. And I also kind of a slow grower in this way. But for you, you might have an idea that launches really big right away and you might quit your job within six months. It's all about your individual situation. Also, I want to put out this idea of the side hustle. Some of you nurses out there have an idea. There's something you'd like to do. Like some of you might be really gifted writers and you might want to become a freelance writer like I am. I make some of my money from writing for various nursing websites. So you might want to create a DBA, a sole proprietorship, where you put yourself out there as a freelance nurse writer and you make, let's say, $1,000 a month maybe even $500 a month, or maybe you earned three or $5,000 a month. That could be your side gig that you do at night or on the weekend or when you're not working, maybe making enough money to pay your mortgage every month, or maybe you just want to make enough to save for your vacation every year. Maybe you want to put aside, let's say $1,000 a year before taxes towards vacation or travel. So you can earn maybe, let's say, $12,000 a year, spend about $2,000 of that in taxes, and have ten grand left over for your summer and winter vacations. It's really up to you. So you can decide whether it's going to be a side hustle or it's going to be a full-time gig. And, you know, you can toggle back and forth between the two. Nothing is set in stone, and you can just see how the ball rolls as you get it going. So folks, one of the major questions people come to me for is to ask, how will I ever get started, Nurse Keith? There's so many things to do. I listened to episode 148 of the Nurse Keith show and I was totally overwhelmed pulling my hair out. And what I want to tell you, my friends, is when it all comes down to it, you just need to take the first step and get started. Remember when you started nursing school or when you were even thinking about nursing school? Did you think about, oh my God, how am I ever going to do my first catheterization? How am I ever going to take care of my first pick line or central line? No, you didn't think about that. You thought about, well, I need to take anatomy and physiology. I need to get a tutor to help me pass statistics. Or I need to do these applications and essays so that I can get into the nursing school of my choice. If you had thought about your first catheterization, if you had started trembling in fear about your first pick line insertion or central line care, you would have gone running and screaming for the hills, right? You didn't think about that. You thought about what was on your plate right in front of you. And the same goes for wanting to start a business. Don't start with, oh my God, how am I going to ever pay my taxes and figure out how to do the bookkeeping? Think about what product or service would I like to offer that I think will solve a problem that other people are having and they'll be willing to pay me for it. Start there. And even easier than that, or well, maybe not easier, but more basic than that, start from the place of, would I like to get into this hustle? Like my friend Kevin Ross of Innovative Nurse and RNFM Radio says, you have to be able and willing to grind it out every day. 
to love the hustle, to get up every morning and say, okay, I'm going to do this. Today, I'm going to work on my business plan. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to the Small Business Administration. In October, I'm going to join Keith at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Las Vegas, have some fun, and meet some of the most successful nurse entrepreneurs in the country so that I can get some ideas from them and come home inspired. So decide what it is you want to do or what it is that you want, not what the very, very end goal is that's going to scare the crap out of you. Don't worry about the bookkeeping and accounting right now. Start with the basics. Do you have the passion? Do you have the drive? Do you have an idea? If you have the passion, but you don't know what the idea is, head into the research and development stage, figure out what that product or service is, and then engineer it from there. So the finer points, folks, are going to come in time. Don't think now about How am I going to optimize the search engine optimization for my website? I don't know how to use Google Analytics. Oh, I don't have any sales skills. I don't know how to write an invoice. Don't go there. You're going to be more likely to succeed over time as a nurse entrepreneur if you love the hustle most of the time and if you are going to love owning your own business even if you're going to hate it sometimes, just like you love and hate nursing probably, and realize that there's this certain amount of control and command you can have over your life as a self-employed or partially self-employed person. It is a great feeling, my friends. It doesn't work for everyone. But if you have an entrepreneurial bent, if you have an idea that you'd like to bring to fruition and bring to the marketplace, think about how you could spend your time making that happen, and creating something that you can be really proud of. So entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart. And you and I both know that doing pick line care or your first catheterization, that's not for the faint of heart either. It's just different. So find one of your passions that you might be able to monetize, and you're going to be on your way to creating something that might make you a little bit of money on the side or might become a full-blown business and entrepreneurial venture that will take you through the stratosphere doing stuff that you really love. So if you know or have a really good sense that you're going to enjoy the ride, you're halfway there. So folks, there you have it. That is episode 148. That is just some of the basic and frequent questions that come my way about starting a business and jumping into nurse entrepreneurship. I hope you feel inspired and uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take actions every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction in your career development. And folks, if you could leave a rating and review over on iTunes, that would be so helpful. You know, someone named soon-to-be nurse, I think it's Brian, left a great review on January 11th, 2018. He or she said, I'm a nursing student who's graduating this year, and I found myself needing a way to continue some learning and think about nursing beyond textbooks while on my winter break, and I found your show. 
I appreciate that the length is half an hour because I find other podcasts are either too short or too long, and this length is engaging enough without losing my attention or running out of time to listen. To anyone deciding whether or not to listen, do it. You won't regret it. Thank you, soon-to-be Nurse Brian. And on January 26th, Hurang54 wrote, as a first semester nursing student and a male, it's refreshing for me to be able to listen to a well-established nurse explain what I can expect and how to stave off things that can happen in my future. Every podcast I listen to is always informative, and I'll continue to listen as long as Keith chooses to broadcast. Thank you so much for your perspective. Hurang54, thank you so much for that review and that rating of five stars. I really appreciate it. Some of you, if you would like to hop over to iTunes to the store and leave a rating review, that would be great. You can also become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can join my friend and supporter Bradley Sandoval and Wendy Davidson and Scott Sullivan in giving just a little bit of your hard-earned money to the Nurse Keith Show every month in exchange for some great prizes and premiums. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith for more details about the ways you can support this show and I can thank you in return with my products and services. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the amazing Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled by the equally amazing Mark Cappy Spiesen. Did you know that my new book is out? That's right. Head over to Amazon and find Aspire to be Inspired, Creating a Nursing Career That Matters. You'll also find the second edition, the revised edition of Savvy Networking for Nurses. Folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and wonderful than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success and seek joy, and keep in touch with me. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. 